1: Hey, Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies
2: and
0: gents, this is the moment you've waited for.
1: There's no turning back now.
0: This is the greatest
2: show. It's
0: coming on the good night. the fun ways are running tonight. Impossible comes true. It's taking over you. This is the greatest show.
1: Now it's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. With your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number five hundred and ten, recorded from the DeFont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny Southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co-host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How you doing today, Michael? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. What's new with you? Not much. Were you in the Jim Cantore Storm Center today? Keep I had mind. it on briefly.
2: Today was one of those miserable days where you take down all your Christmas decorations.
1: Yeah, that's basically what happened. It's just here. such a...
2: Mis- it's always five hours longer than you anticipate.
1: Yeah, and then we got the snow up here. You guys had some pretty nasty weather over the week, didn't you? Down in your neck of the woods?
2: Yeah, we had... Uh...
1: We had storms come through. It's part of this cold front that has still hasn't come through yet. Oh really? I know they yeah, had to had... like cancel not cancel but amend the Run Disney half marathon because of the storms the other day.
2: We had to delay our uh member member. Oh really? Were
1: you playing in that or no? Yeah. Oh you did? Yeah. Who were you playing with? I think Comfrey. Oh, all right. That's very good. But yeah, I mean I know. I saw over the weekend they were having it was marathon weekend and they the half marathons Saturday morning and they moved it up like a half hour and they shortened it by a few miles. I don't know. We have uh, angry Newfield Jr. on with us this week. Do you have any insight on that? I know you're a, a run Disney guy. What was how, yeah, how much
0: did they shorten it? They moved it up a half hour start time, and they shortened it down to seven point one miles and
1: Oh, so they cut
2: it in half. Yeah, basically.
0: it was it was almost half. They cut wow. five full, uh, six full miles off the course. Wow, I'm sure refunds were handed out right. To you. Oh yeah, they were. They were definitely sitting <laughs> st- there with the checkbook.
1: I guess people lost their minds about it. What do you want them to do? And It got really bad too. It's not like they did it and then it blew by. It was it was pretty gnarly. It yeah, weird. it was
2: a bad it was a it was a bad storm I and mean, you knew it was coming. It wasn't like eh, we'll you know and we got some room or there's a hole here. It was you knew it was coming and it was pretty bad.
0: Yeah. They were in the marathon in the rain today, I guess, according to the Run Disney announcement. It was the lightning that had them shorten the course.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. You
0: gotta be gotta be wary of that kind of stuff.
2: I can't listen to these buffoons anymore. Who's that? Just Which everybody losing their minds over down? everything.
1: People get so angry over them. Oh, they just get the so angry. Things.
2: And they're there more than three of us combined. Oh, down. Yeah, like the people that run and stuff. Oh, just the chronic complainers. The complainers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm selling my DVC. I'm done with this stuff. Meanwhile, they're buying third, fourth, and fifth contracts.
1: Yeah, they'll be in line for that new figment popcorn bucket next week. Exactly. Six and a half hours to get a popcorn bucket. But like I said, we're joined uh, this week by... Fellow uh, Rhode Islander, angry new Phil Jr. How are you doing today, Phil?
0: Not bad, guys. I had to shovel out from all two and a half inches of snow we get from this epic storm. I haven't seen you guys since Mike and Joe and I did the scoop on the DVC Association meeting.
1: Oh, so you haven't seen Mike since it was in person. Right. Wow.
0: Look yeah, at our a usual while. back and forth on that little side chat we've got, but uh, good to see your faces again, boys.
1: Yeah, and speaking of the, uh, the DVC uh, meeting... You can find that on our YouTube page, youtubecom slash WDWBTG. Mike posted that up there. The uh the triumvirate of uh, Joe Quat, Angry New Phil,
2: and Mike. I ripped talking... some guy too in the comments. Did you? Yeah, he said that our audio oh. was bad because I don't know if uh if at Joe Quat was like handing the mic back and forth, or if he was holding it just in one area. Oh no. But he said, and I looked, and he had a YouTube channel. And I said, "Post, post your first uh, video and show me how it's done." And he got really angry. He, he didn't said like. That. He was a paying customer. I said, "We don't make any money. You're not a customer. Paying? Of what? You're a consumer. I. <laughs> What's ten times zero? <laughs> a paying <laughs> customer. <laughs> Man. And we uh, actually have, I actually spent good money for audio. Can you imagine like these poor schmucks are starting like a YouTube channel? They're using their phone like everybody else did. And then you have to critique the quality. It's like, dude, what do you want us to drop 5k into this <laughs> failure to begin with? Yeah. I, I mean, I that <laughs> I takes some, uh, some cojones. To I took it out. personal. Cause I thought he was ripping Joe. Cause Joe took over the microphone. So I'm like, you know, you want to, you want to break my chops. That's one thing, but yeah. You don't go after yeah, just like you stood up for me
1: with my hat. Time to You go after the people that come after your friends when That's they went right. after me for That's... the hat.
2: You you attacked them.
0: He's fiercely Who? protective. Who was going
2: after the hat?
1: I don't know. Some some jabroni in the comments. Remember, he kept commenting every time we were in a hat in
2: a restaurant. Oh yeah, Phil. This guy was telling us this isn't McDonald's. He was all upset because me and Gary were at a Disney restaurant with a hat on. Because you dare you before. This <laughs> isn't McDonald's. Take your hat off. I'm like, buzz off, you little weasel.
1: Yeah, no kidding. You can easily there's a skip button. Like hit that next button. That's fine. How
0: to win friends and influence people.
1: Like Mike said, they're not paying customers. We can we can insult our audience all we want.
2: I enjoy it, though. And our audience is small enough that we can insult them personally. Oh, one-on-one. Go throw a bad (laughs) comment out there. You'll hear from me immediately. Yeah, we we don't have to wait like Tom Morrow.
0: I told (laughs) you guys in our other venture, we were up to, I don't know, episode six, and I had people complaining and dropping off because I was being, uh, what was it, ableist. Yeah, you got to watch out for that. You can't do that. Yeah, clearly not. I didn't even know ableist was a thing. No,
1: well,
2: you got to And I've actually well. listened to all of your podcasts. Tell them where you can find that podcast. By the way, uh, things
0: that is the debrief podcast by DVC Clubhouse. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube when they decide to upload it at their own timing. All your favorite mm-hmm. podcast purveyors. Very but nice. I think
2: it's funny somebody took a shot at you because I've listened to all your podcasts. And I'm like, God, he's really toned it down. You sound very professional on these podcasts. I thought but I was being still very well behaved. Yeah. You're it's talking like about your motor tongue. scooters at Old Key West. What's well, yeah. what's what's not true about that?
0: I could bring it up. I mean, my wife who has twice had a scooter on vacation, both times in her 30s, so we're familiar with this. But they pulled up a semi truck full of scooters to Old Key West. The guy was unloading them two or three at a time. It was uh, it was pretty entertaining even my kids pointed out my daughter's nine years old she's like that's a lot of scooters quite a bit you picked old key west kid (laughs)
1: that's a good point speaking of i think that's what we're uh we're having you on on this week to talk about your most recent trip down to walt disney world mike and i the last couple weeks talked about our our stay at the uh, treehouse villas at saratoga springs but you were there just a week before and you were at uh, old Key West
0: yeah I left the day before you arrived we went That's out right. on Tuesday you showed up on Wednesday we just barely missed each other the girls yep. were very upset about that by the way
1: yes I know that yeah yeah they were all uh hoping they, want, my... they wanted to run into them at the airport. So if they're at the airport, when we, we leave, someone made a big mistake.
0: Things ago. have gone very sideways at that yeah. point. Yeah, It's kind of sad. You've got to say my most recent stayed Old Key West because we <laughs> stayed there to go run wine and dine. And we stayed there in December and we're leaving, I think, 11 days when we're recording this for our third straight stay at Old Key West. And uh, if that's the last one, that's going to be okay with me.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a good problem to have. Old Key West is certainly not my favorite. I know it's not Mike's favorite. It sounds like it's not your favorite, but it's certainly a, a good problem to have.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if you've got to say that, you know, the bane of my existence is having to stay at Old Key West for three straight trips to Disney over the course of like eight weeks, things are going pretty good. If that's the worst thing that happens to me yeah. this month, we're, we're doing okay. Yeah, exactly. So uh,
1: what? Uh, you, you stayed in a one-bedroom this time?
0: Yeah, so we stayed we've been getting in the habit i think i've mentioned it before of going down the night before really our vacation starts just to start out in a good note we had for years gone down on like the 6 a.m flight but you got to yeah. wake the kids up at three thirty in the morning you got to drag them to the airport everyone's a mess by five o'clock that night so the first night down there we took a, a late evening flight out of rhode island got in maybe 10 o'clock stayed in a studio that first night just to you know kind of have it as a flop house and then moved over to a one bedroom close to hospitality house the next day which actually took a while i don't think we got into our room till almost five o'clock it was it was pretty late in the day but nice room we were close to hospitality house right across the street close enough to get to the pool you didn't have to cross too many roads i almost got run over i think only twice over the course of nine days that's That's pretty good for old key west
1: (laughs) what um How's the one bedroom there? I know it's pretty big.
0: It's sizable. I think that's why the kids like it so much. You know, we've got a boy and a girl, so they're definitely not sharing. So you've got the main bedroom, the king bed, your own television, which is an actual television compared to the studio. I think we've talked about that before, that 11 half inch color television they've got in the studio just doesn't cut it. You've got the full-size washer-dryer room, so you can do laundry right through the trip, which makes packing a lot easier. Full kitchen. You've got the full fold out couch plus a love seat plus a full fold out chair. Two doors lead out to the patio. We were overlooking the golf course. I was thinking about you guys as I was watching people tee off. Some guy put one straight up into the trees, set another one down, put it straight sideways towards the villa, started throwing some clubs. I thought about Mike. That'll happen. That will happen. It's definitely possible. And then the I guess
2: moves, I put one in somebody's Bloody Mary and I threw a <laughs> few clubs. So, yeah.
1: You didn't like when I brought that up on the same hole. That not really.
2: before I hit my T ball. <laughs> that's
1: not a nice thing to say. No, that's like reminding me when we get to the eighth tee at Sarah Bay.
0: Actually, the one where you look don't like the window.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Say what? Is that the one he doesn't like the window? He thinks he's going to put it through.
1: No, that's that's Mike. This is me when I hit it sideways on the tee on the eighth hole. That's like six where he's worried about sculling one over the green into the lanai.
2: Oh, I had a downhill. I I I, I kind of towed my approach shot, and I was in the. I was. I didn't make it into that front bunker. I had a downhill hard pan lie, and I almost took it unplayable. I don't know if you can take an unplayable. That thing was going. That was going in that guy's front yard. His windows were not in play, <laughs> and I whiffed it, and and it went about six feet, and it went into the bunker. That's that'll happen as well
0: everything you just said was greek to me you (laughs) might as well be speaking ancient aramaic at this point
2: gary did that make sense to you
0: yeah
1: i can i can feel every single bit of that i know exactly (laughs) what you're talking
2: about but let's let's move on yeah i digress all right let's move how's
0: the uh how's were you on the upper floor on the yeah we were actually on the third floor which i felt bad for the guy that was delivering all our bags and our owner's locker and the grocery delivery and everything else that came in, we were fully set up for nine straight They don't straight have elevators, right? No, no elevators. Not in every building. No. I think the handicap accessible buildings must have it would be yeah. my guess, but we were not in one of those. We were, if you were sitting, you guys are familiar, sitting at the bus stop at Old Key West and you look straight across, that was our building right there. So it was nice, easy access. Um, the only downside to that is you're the last stop Coming back on the bus from any of the parks, so we would typically get off at the first stop and just walk back. It was really the only downside of that one location. Um, I think we're going back. We've got a two bedroom. I'll have to give you guys an update on the two bedroom. We go back in a week and a half, so over the course of seven or eight weeks, we'll have stayed in a studio, a one bedroom, and a two bedroom at Old Key West. Again, bad, you know, good problem to have, but I'd rather not be able to give those trip reports three in a row.
1: Yeah, exactly. How's The, the balcony is pretty nice, though. I know yeah. the 2 bedrooms pretty big. The studio is kind of the same as all the other studios, but it's a good uh, good size.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if it's two-bedroom lock-off or what it's going to be. This was one of those I didn't want to burn the points I had, so I actually purchased a a booked reservation for the two-bedroom and just paid yeah. it out of pocket, so I don't even know where we're going to be or if it's a lock-off or a non-lock-off. Oh, but...
2: you're, pay- you're, you're paying cash now for reservations yeah it was
0: the easiest way to do it
2: i'm looking at doing that next summer
0: i was bad i was still waiting to see what was going to happen with the Poly Tower. i didn't want to burn all my points for next year because i had no idea what the points were going to be so this was kind of one of those trips that we hadn't planned for she got invited to this meet to national meet so we wanted to bring her and i really didn't want to go back to old key west but it was what they had available for guaranteed reservations and we wanted the big room because my in-laws are meeting us there and they're staying with us for four or five days so i needed all the space and it was what was available
1: yeah, it makes
0: sense you know we can't all be at the treehouse like you guys
1: probably similar points as the uh as the two bedroom in old key west I would imagine.
0: yeah but at least it's a lot easier see you know, I've said it before, you guys at the treehouse, you had Mike's car. makes all the difference in the world. That did help.
1: It did help. So what would you guys get up to on your uh, first full day after you checked in?
0: So we checked in, went over to Magic Kingdom. It, it's I think we were there like the 3rd through the 12th of December. So I think over the course of 10 days, there was three days that didn't have a Christmas party. So we scooted over to Magic Kingdom. We usually try and do that first just kind of get the kids into it you know they like walking down main street they like that to be their first thing and uh i think that first day we did the uh, lightning lane for tron because they were desperate to get on that i figured if i knocked it out the first day we wouldn't have to worry about it from that point on so the kids got to go on tron for the first time how'd they Uh, like it they loved it uh we had to kind of coach my son into it he gets a little uptight when it comes to roller coasters we had to promise him 17 different ways that it didn't go upside down for some reason he's got this huge fear of coasters that go upside down but uh, no they loved it and uh what else did we do that day we went from magic kingdom over to epcot um it was pretty packed and i said this is the the problem with going during the holidays is if you want to get into magic kingdom during party season you got to pick your day And if you go on a day like that where they're having the party on alternating nights and that park is open day and night, you might as well just cash it in. You know you're going to walk into a crowd. You know it's going to be packed, especially at night. So we just kind of took it easy. I think we went in until, I don't know, maybe 1130 noontime, came back to the resort, hoping our room was going to be ready, hung out at the pool for a while. Temperatures were all over the place that week. I think we had four or five days we could swim and the rest were just Too dang cold. So went back to the pool, hung out for a while, waiting for our room to be ready because we had a dinner reservation at Trattoria that night. Really wanted to get cleaned up, get in the room, get the groceries loaded up, get everyone settled. We had gotten in pretty late the night before, crowded everyone into that oddly shaped studio. So they really just wanted to get in the big room, spread out. I had a Christmas tree delivered. They wanted to set that up. So we took it pretty easy the first day just to kind of ease our way into vacation. Then skipped across to trattoria for dinner, which is always a hit with our family. You know, I was talking to someone the other day. I have never had a bad meal at that place.
2: Now, being an East Coast uh, Italian snob, why do you like trattoria? Because I love it. But
0: I, I again, I've never had a bad meal there. I've had great meals, especially when Flying Fish was closed and they brought the head chef from Flying yeah. Fish mm-hmm. over to trattoria. They had phenomenal meals there but i think everywhere else we've gone we've had good meals and we've had some occasional okay meals we've had some occasional bad meals but we've never once had a bad meal at trattoria it's just always a solid good decent meal they always seat you relatively on time there's plenty of stuff for the kids to eat they love the pizza they love the pasta um my son for the first time got we walk in and he says uh i want to see the adult menu I'm like, all right, buddy. You know, he's 11 years old. He's getting big. You can see the adult menu. And he said, what was that that cheesy thing that mom had last time? is said, that was the gnocchi. He said, I'm going to have that. I said, you're going to get the gnocchi. He said, yeah. I said, all right, let's give it a whirl. I don't think it was down on the table 45 seconds. And I looked over and he was all about licking the bottom of the plate. That kid housed an entire plate of that truffle gnocchi faster than I could get my napkin in my lap and cut up my chicken parm
1: that's not a small portion either no
0: he just crushed it and it was we were laughing he's clearly getting bigger and like of all the things for him to say usually he's like i'll have the pizza with the buzz light year on the straw this year he's like i want the truffle gnocchi i think from there we ran over to um epcot just kind of wandered through and then called it a night it was it was pretty easy going it's a good way to start trattoria
1: yeah. I've only been there for that uh when they had the character breakfast. That's that was one of the I've best breakfasts
0: had. on property. Top two. It was good.
1: I liked it a lot. That was a few years ago now, but
0: I think the thing with that cool. location, both with trattoria and when they had the character breakfast, it's always solid, but it's not the easiest thing in the world to get to. You know, try and book Crystal Palace, try and book all the stuff inside the theme park, Chef Mickey's, which is right there, an easy walk. If you're on Disney transportation, it's not easy to get over there to Boardwalk to have those meals. So I think that's what makes them so attainable on a regular basis. You can pretty typically get in there for dinner at Trattoria, and you could always book that breakfast. And it was always solid because it had to be.
1: Yeah, unless you're staying there, it's it's really hard to get over there for breakfast if you don't have a car.
0: Yep, I mean earlier before they had the reservations and everything, you could always get over to EPCOT and just walk out the backside. But if you're not going to EPCOT that day, it's not that easy. I guess now with the Skyliner, it probably makes it a little easier to dump people in there. But prior to that, there was no easy way to get there without going through Epcot. Yeah, that's Let's true. see. Day two, we did our half day at Animal Kingdom. I tried to get that one out of the way right off the bat. I'm not a huge Animal Kingdom fan. I think it's good for what it is, but it's a half day. So I tried to just knock it out early on in the trip so they didn't have to ask to go back there anymore.
2: Gary, did you want to say anything? Or you just... I love Animal Kingdom.
1: I mean, that's... I, I don't... I mean...
0: Can you I... spend a whole day there?
1: Yeah. I like to walk around on the trails and stuff, but... See, and I eating... get bored with that fast? Yeah. I, I don't know. I like
2: it.
0: He likes the bird show, too. I don't
2: know. I don't you like it. No, Gary's afraid show. of birds. So
0: is my sister-in-law. So last time we were at Animal Kingdom... I started. They had all those cranes that hang around. Uh, what is the barbecue place there? Bengal Barbecue. Oh, it's
1: a Flame Tree. Yeah,
0: Flame Tree. I'm sorry. Bengal is the other one. Um, so there were just birds everywhere in that little back seating area. So I kept dropping French fries all over the ground behind her when she wasn't work- looking. And then when she spun around, there was like three dozen birds eating right behind her. She about wet her pants and went screaming from the place. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I could a... spend
1: i can spend like half the day in nomad lounge
0: though yeah a lot of people say that and i guess i don't drink and That's, we've got yeah. the kids with us so hanging around nomad lounge with the exception of the churros they have just doesn't do it for me i mean the churros are solid but if you don't drink what the heck are you going to do at nomad lounge for half the day
1: yeah depends on the day if you get a good day and you like catch the you know the bands playing or the dancers and things like that you can really spend some time doing that. but yeah, we'll typically I mean, I, go I, in.
0: I, we'll I, try and either rope drop flights of passage or get a a lightning lane for it. Like we'll do genie plus and just do the two park option. Go in there, do that, do Kilimanjaro, hit Everest, maybe dinosaur, let the kids play a little bit. And typically by noontime, they're done. I mean, they might want to do a path, but I'm bored by that point. And I want to go somewhere else. I know people yeah. love Animal Kingdom. I think it's great for what it is. Um, you know, I think Joe Rody did a great job. I've actually got a picture with me and Joe Rody inside Animal Kingdom. It was super cool. But frankly, I'd rather go somewhere else. It's just kind of where I stand on that park. So we'll typically do it early in the trip, hit it for a half day, and especially that time of year because they close the park at like 7 p.m.
1: Yeah. I mean, as someone who doesn't usually have a park hopper, I try to make a full day out of it because it's usually just the only time we're going to be there. Um, But I think Hollywood Studios is more of a half day park for me than Animal Kingdom. Well, funny you should
0: say that Hollywood Studios was the next day for the exact same reason. You know, we're not Star Wars people. So I, you know, did Magic Kingdom and Epcot the first day, split them up. Animal Kingdom for half a day on day two and Hollywood Studios for half a day on day three. The only thing we did do is I always say that I think Hollywood Studios is probably the best looking park at night around Christmas time. I think they do a fantastic job of decorating that park. So I think we actually went in there on two separate nights, took the Skyliner over one night. We did Fantasmic and the other night we just wandered around and looked at the Christmas decorations all lit up on Echo Lake and up and down Hollywood Boulevard. But yeah, typically without star wars we don't do rise of the resistance we don't get into the whole galaxy's edge thing we can go in hit the headliners and after that you know the other problem i always say i know you guys like mama melrose but i think dining's pretty lacking at hollywood studios so we typically don't stick around there a whole right, long right. time
1: yeah i mean mama melrose is good brown derby's good but outside of that it's definitely hit or miss i know people like sci-fi and and 50s but i feel like those are like kind of one and done places yeah
0: what what's like the other one we went for to the cafe um, oh, Hollywood,
1: Hollywood and and Vine.
2: And Vine yeah
1: was, you like I, that, I like actually it. like that you said it was good when you
2: went a few years ago yeah I'd been for breakfast and dinner and I thought it was good because I love I love chimichurri so they had like a chimichurri skirt steak which is really good um,
1: and you said the soup was good right the soup was good
2: there. I thought it was I thought it was fine uh, I love I might be one of the only people who love fifties. I'm just always in the mood for comfort food. I like it. I
1: can see that. I think this will be the time we go with the girls and take them this summer when we're there. Yeah, they'll probably get a kick out of it. But it's not in every trip. It's like that's something like you said when you were talking to me a while ago about like your friend was taking his kid for the first time. He told me I had to go there. It's like a good experience.
2: Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been probably in five or six years. So take it for what it's worth. I don't go often, but I do enjoy it.
1: No, that's a that's a good one, but I
2: hear what you're saying,
1: Phil.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you're the family that's going the once in a lifetime or the once every three to five years, sci-fi, fifties prime time, all that, you know, kind of kitschy theme stuff is high up on your list, and I can totally understand and accept that, and the food's acceptable. But if you're going there all the time and you start having some favorite restaurants, and you tell me I can do. Hollywood and Vine, or I can run over, take the skyline at a Trattoria or something like that. Or it's just going to be Trattoria, Swan, Swan and yeah. Dolphin. Well, so on the second night, we went over to Rosa Mexicano.
2: Oh, was actually was, oh, yeah.
0: oh, it's talk phenomenal. about that. Phenomenal. Well, so you went with
1: st- just your wife, right?
0: So, well, the when we went in November, we met up with friends of ours, Scott and Kathleen, who lived down there. Um, they had recommended it. They said it was great. So we met up with them and had just a phenomenal meal so when we went back in december it was supposed to be i want to say four of us Mm -hmm. and then a whole bunch of people who listen to the other podcast they all decided they were going the same time we were going to be there and i i want to say we ended up with like 11 or 13 at the table it was a big crowd and they were cool they sat us together no questions asked i'm becoming more and more of a fan of the dining over at swan and dolphin Uh. i Always liked Blue Zoo. I always thought it was a good meal. I know other people have had bad experiences there, but I've eaten there twice and I thought it was phenomenal, Phenomenal. absolutely top-notch to the point that, you know, we have our board dinners. We'll typically go over to Capitol Grill. We'll go to Ruth's Chris. We'll go to, you know, all the well-known high-priced places. And a few years ago, we were in Orlando for a meeting and we went over to Blue Zoo and it was by far one of the best meals we've ever had as a board. It was out of this world. We crushed two seafood towers so fast that I, I think the server was astonished. So I think the longer we spend there, there's some good solid options at Swan and Dolphin that I think get overlooked because they're not inside the park. They're not at Disney hotels. They're there on property, but Rosa, the service has always been phenomenal. We've never had a problem getting a reservation. Um, they seat you relatively quickly. That bar upstairs, just up the escalator in the main lobby, is a fantastic place to hang out. We go up there. My wife has a drink. All our friends have a drink. We wait for our reservation. Mm-hmm. Go downstairs. There, food.
2: Because is... Rosa's on the bottom level where Blue Zoo is, correct? And the exactly. So
0: if you get down to the bottom of the escalator, the fountain, you look I left. Believe. Yep, you've got Blue Zoo to the left. You've got to walk past the fountain to get to Rosa. It's just straight past them
2: so was it in the area where they i think they had like a was it a buffet
0: i don't recall what was there before the last time i went in there was straight into blue zoo and i didn't pay attention to what was back over my shoulder so i don't know what was in that spot before it became but it's off
2: there to the left of where the escalators are
0: uh yeah so if if you're you're walking in that that main door exactly if you're walking in the main door looking at the escalators it's to the left if you're coming down the escalator it's on the right but i mean their salsa was phenomenal. The chips kept showing up. The, all the,
2: homemade, from what I understand. All right?
0: homemade. the The queso fundido was phenomenal. They do. My wife says the drinks are excellent. They'd ordered a couple of pitchers of margarita and a couple of pitchers of cocojito, and my wife was just in her glory. She was having a good old time. The enchiladas. I always get the enchilada sampler it's like three enchiladas they've got a mole sauce that'll knock your socks off uh it yeah i've just got nothing but good things to say about it as a matter of fact we've got a reservation for 11 people in a couple of weeks to go back because everyone wants to try it out that's traveling with us for the gymnastics competition so we're going back again third visit to that restaurant in three trips so if you get a chance to go over there i can't recommend it highly enough actually the breakfast looks really good too. yeah
2: it does doesn't
0: it I looked at the menu. It's solid. Yeah. If I made my way over there, that that would be something I'd try out.
1: I think uh, when I'm at Beach Club, that might be a must-do. Go over there for a breakfast and a dinner, probably, because the girls love Mexican too. So that that's kind of a no-brainer. And you know, yeah, what's amazing. it's amazing.
2: You know, like we'll be in the mood for Mexican, and we'll try a place for the first time. And if it's garbage, it really sucks. Like the difference between good Mexican and bad Mexican is it, it's a huge variant.
0: Yeah, and there's very little in between.
2: There's no in between. Like I can have like good Italian and you know, rag, you know, Chef Boy RD, and the Chef Boy RD is fine, but when you go to one of those Mexican restaurants and it's basically just Velveeta cheese on top of an enchilada, it's like, yeah, it's a no go for me.
0: Yeah, if you get a chance, go over and give Rosa Mexicano a try. It's phenomenal.
2: Yeah, that's definitely high on my list. Now, is it a lot better from than the place uh at Epcot? Across oh, the, the street, La Hacienda?
0: Oh, I would... Not even in the same class. And you like that place, too. I
2: like La Hacienda. I don't like the San Hill Inn, but we like La Hacienda.
0: We used to go there once per trip because it was easy. The kids will always eat Mexican tacos, fajitas, enchiladas. Those right. are always going to be a hit. It, it never failed to satisfy. But given the choice between the two, I wouldn't go near Hacienda now with Rosa, a 15-minute walk away.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean...
0: It's legitimately not even the same class.
2: I, uh, I believe it. I,
0: I would say Hacienda is like, you know, the chain restaurant on the border. That's what Hacienda is to me, where Rosa is. You sat down in someone's patio outside their kitchen, and they just started serving you homemade everything with a mole sauce. That's been simmering for 36 hours. Huh. Did no, you guys no do contest.
2: any desserts?
0: What did we do? We did do something, and I don't remember what it was. To be honest with you, I didn't do it. The kids did, but I don't remember. Oh, you know what? We didn't because they all wanted to go over and get ice cream at the fountain afterwards. Okay. So that's why we skipped dessert.
2: Yep, that's fair.
0: Makes sense. The adults were going back upstairs to have a drink, so the kids <laughs> and I all got ice cream and met them back up there. Everyone oh, you're else an ice enjoyed cream an, guy anyway. Yeah, everyone enjoyed an adult beverage, and I had a Sunday with the kids. There you go.
2: That is a really good. That's a, that is a good bar though.
0: Oh, it's a phenomenal place it's, to hang it's out. It's
2: fantastic. It's a great area for
0: before dinner. We were talking about it amongst some other friends the other day. Could you imagine you know, all that shopping and dead space inside the Contemporary? Could you imagine if they put a bar like that in with the monorail going by, what a huge hit in a moneymaker that would be? Because that's a phenomenal bar. It's a great hangout spot. There's TVs all around. It's comfortable. TVs They're everywhere. attentive. If you do that in a place like the Contemporary, you'd be filling that entire grand canyon concourse
2: with the pole as opposed to the outer rim which is like a just a joke
0: all right just kind of stuffed in a corner over there nobody knows it's there it's, it's on an one of those afterthought. Little half afterthought it's amazing yeah. Yeah, and it's got leftover furniture from the wave that they just kind of repurposed and stuck over in the corner that's yeah, a disappointment so what did we do after hollywood studios we ran over to kona did you guys you guys talked about kona on your trip did you end up going uh
2: yeah we actually went twice you went twice which yeah we get. got it to go and we sat there yeah yeah
0: what were your thoughts
2: it's fantastic i i swear to god the pot sticker is phenomenal i love their pot sticker i just like their i like their food
0: think their food is solid the only complaint i've had recently is i've watched the serving size shrink other than that i still think the food's phenomenal for what it is i think considering what ohana has become we don't even look at ohana anymore we just go straight to kona i think it's a better meal at a better value
1: yeah it's disappointing ohana has gone down i think in quality
2: but i feel like it goes in waves it does <laughs> like it's waves.
1: it's good for a while then it gets like bad press and it gets good again then it gets bad again
2: problem is you can't you still can't get a reservation
1: no yeah. so they don't have any incentive to be good all the what
2: time what i like about the swan and dolphin restaurants so they're competing with disney and they're sure. giving you a great product at a reasonable price and you got to be out of your mind if you're not running over to those restaurants
0: and they're easy to miss like I said, we spent yeah, of years not going over there. And now that we've somehow rediscovered them, we're back there all the time. You know, the other thing I want to try out, we were talking about it in November. I want to go back down for their food and wine oh, classic open. We've been that they talking have about it for years. Well, I think we're coming down in November for the next one. As soon as they open up the dates, I think we're going to plan on it. So if you guys you, want to come over, yeah, I think definitely, Kathleen want to do so as well.
2: Yeah, we've definitely been talking about that because it is, it's fantastic because it's a one price and then you can do the upgrade if you want to drink the wines or whatever, which I don't, I don't drink that stuff, but I mean, I'd rather just pay one price and just in the chef, all the chefs are there from what I understand. I heard Todd English is there every year and
0: the plates are supposed to be amazing. Yeah. The food's supposed to be spectacular. To me, it's everything food and wine promises yeah. and fails to deliver. I'd rather give you $150 or $180 and have free reign on every small Mm -hmm. plate throughout that place. It's supposed to be high quality, cooked right there, good food. I think we're going to give it a shot this year as long as the dates line up, so I'll let you know.
2: Yeah, let me know because that's definitely been on the radar for us.
0: Yeah, we're talking about trying to grab, I think, you know, friends of ours own it boardwalk they can get that 11 month window i think we're talking about as soon as it opens up and we get the dates they're going to grab a room we'll throw them some points and that way it's just an easy walk right back over in case they and my wife decide to enjoy the adult beverages
1: get that upgraded
0: package (laughs) right i mean hell i can eat my weight you know, hundred fifty dollars worth of food without even Phil, That's your
1: chance to stay at Riviera, though. You can get right on the board on the uh, Skyliner.
0: I could, or I could just go over to Boardwalk and be happy. <laughs> I, like to throw I told in. you we went. Did it's I tell you Riviera. we went over to Riviera on our November trip? I brought my wife over there, and she was decidedly like unimpressed. It's crazy. So we did that. Let's see. Thursday, I ended up. uh what did we do there we we had the owner's association meeting on thursday that's when i met up with you guys mike yep we headed over there i think we just hung around the resort for a while hit the pool i went over and uh met up with joe and mike we broke some big news there got ourselves all filmed up and uh, from there we went over to i think i ran back to the resort to get the wife and kids and we went over to the christmas party that night
2: that's what was going on because you 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 said that she had been pinging you because you guys were getting ready to go out
0: that night. Yeah, well, she was trying to figure out if it was easier because I was already a contemporary. Oh, for, you, come for over them to... just to meet you over there, yeah. Yeah, but I, I didn't have anything warm enough that night. It was going to get cold. I didn't want her packing, so I just grabbed an Uber back over to Old Key West, met up with them. And I think five minutes later, we were right back out the door and headed huh. over to Magic Kingdom for the Christmas party. What do you think of the Christmas party? I think we have made it a yearly tradition. I can not recall when we didn't do a Christmas party. This was the first year we walked out and I looked at my wife and I said, I, I think we're going to skip next year. It was as crowded as I've ever seen a party. We walked in and about a half hour after the party started, you couldn't get a mobile reservation for an hour. You could not oh. do a pickup. It was elbow to elbow in Tomorrowland. Um, it was...
1: That's the worst time, though,
0: because the regular people, the
1: day guests are still there and the party people all roll in. It's yeah. I,
0: well, but I'll it, tell you, though, yeah. you say that, you know, if you guys remember years ago, you could go to the first parade and there was always a huge crowd and then they'd stay for the fireworks. And if you wanted to wait for the second parade, you could pretty much pick your spot. Yeah, I don't. You guys went in for the party. I don't know if your experience was the same. Forty five minutes before both parades and the fireworks. It was five people deep in the hub waiting for everything it was mobbed it was packed we actually said about halfway through the night that it reminded us of an exceptionally busy sunday at magic kingdom i just don't remember a party being that crowded maybe we were just with the crowd maybe we didn't break away and go to the right spots but i felt like it was the most crowded party we had ever attended we've been to just about every party they have to offer. We've been to after hours. We've been to villains. We've been to dessert parties. We've been to Christmas parties. It was far and away the busiest I've ever seen a party. Which is yeah.
2: interesting because I've seen annual pass holders have been getting uh, squeezed out of the pox this week. Cause the parks oh, have been quote, at capacity. Oh yeah. Cause of so. the marathon and new Year's. It's interesting stuff, what, yeah. what, what they consider capacity. There's no capacity when there's a hard ticketed event where people are paying $200, but all of a sudden they get it at capacity when I want to show up and eat at La Cellier. I would
0: love to see what the numbers actually are for that party, because we know within a reasonable percentage of what the daily totals are at Magic Kingdom to hit capacity. We know what their average guest is on a daily basis. I don't think they're underselling that ticket one bit. And I mean, I'm looking right now. One, two, three, four, five, six. In the ten days we were there, six nights had Christmas parties, and two nights had Jollywood events. Huh. So that's eight that events over ten days. Yeah, the first one, I guess, was a disaster, but I, I heard they cleaned it up pretty well. That they learned from their mistakes. I mean, it's not like Disney knows how to host an after hours party, right? The, yeah, uh, right? this is brand new. Yeah, today. yeah,
2: you yeah you would you wouldn't think that you would need like a dress rehearsal.
0: Actually, people staffing the bar for the one special event you had at Hollywood Tower of Terror. But yeah, I mean, it. we're happy we went. I think next year we'll just put that money elsewhere. We'll do something different with it if they're going to continue to sell the parties that way. It was my choice. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not the guy that's at guest service the next day complaining about how many people were at the party. I'm not on Twitter trying to drag them. It is what it is. Obviously, it's supply and demand. As long as they've got people selling out those parties and they sell out every party, they're going to continue to have them that way. They're going to continue to sell the tickets. That's fine. That's capitalism at its finest. I just don't think they're going to get my money next year.
1: Yeah, the problem is they're selling them all out and they're probably letting more people in than ever. So next year they're going to say, well, if we let in 10% more maybe we'll sell it out and people won't notice. And it's just free money at the and airport. charge
0: 10% more. They or clearly is, have not yeah. hit the ceiling for what people think that event is worth. And if they can continue making that money, Hey, let them, they're just not going to make the money off of me next year. I think,
1: but I think they hit the ceiling with people like us though. Cause we went, we all paid for it this year and all of us felt like it wasn't worth the money.
2: Phil, I I agree with you. I'm a capitalist too. And I, and I'd pay even maybe a hundred dollars more if, If I got that experience, I did not get a two hundred dollar experience at that party. And that's what my problem is. I don't care what they charge, but when they're charging that and and I have to wait forty five minutes to go on a ride and I can't get food. And it's just I don't know. It it, it irks me.
0: We did an episode about our Disney wishes a couple of weeks ago. And one of my wishes and I said it's going to fall on deaf ears. But one of my wishes was that they stop selling this party as hard. And I made the same points. They're going to continue to sell it. I am more than happy to spend an immense amount of money on stupid things. I mean, how many side conversations do we have about the amount of money that, that you know, we all like to waste, of this? Yeah, right? that we like to just waste. I'm sure. perfectly fine with that. I say the same thing about the Genie Plus. Like I get that it, you know, was up to I think twenty-nine dollars, but all I really paid the twenty-nine dollars for was to wait in a thirty-five minute line instead of an hour long line. You know, give me universal pricing. Clearly it's it's not working, right? So I always say if, if you're selling out any product, especially one that is supposed to be a limited product, then you're not charging enough. You shouldn't constantly be selling out every single product. So if you're constantly selling out the parties, you're not charging enough. If you're constantly selling out Genie Plus, you're not charging enough. Give me Universal who charges, what, 10 times as much sometimes for their front-of-the-line pass, but it's actually a front-of-the-line pass. I'm happy to spend more money if I feel like I'm getting a commensurate return, mm-hmm. but I feel like every year I'm spending more and more money to get less in return, and that's when I'm just going to stop spending that money. I'm I'm a guy that spends stupid money on stupid things without even blinking.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's it's not the, it wasn't the cost, it was the value. So, I mean, if they can't deliver at least $200 worth of value on that $200 ticket, you're not going to say it's worth it. And I know $200 different to everybody, but if it feels like, it's a worse situation than just a day pass. That's They're doing a bad job at an exclusive event, quote-unquote.
0: Well, I think what they've done, if you look at how many were held over the course of that week. So there's six Christmas parties over the course of 10 days that we were there. So that means you have four nights at Magic Kingdom. We walked into Magic Kingdom one of those nights. Just I think we had... I think we had dinner at Skipper Canteen. The kids love that. So we went in and that was the night that didn't have a Christmas party. We went to Skipper Canteen. I think I had managed to secure a lightning lane earlier in the day for Jingle Cruise. We left Skipper Canteen. We went on Jingle Cruise and we ran from that park. It was insanely crowded because you know it's going to be insanely crowded on those nights. People go for six, seven days. And if you've got four Christmas parties or five Christmas parties over that time, if you don't want to spend that money, that only leaves you two days. So what right. choice do you leave people but to be part of the masses in the hub for the fireworks or spend 200 to get in at night on what's supposed to be a lower crowd? I think they've scheduled so many parties that if you really want to experience Magic Kingdom at night during the holidays, you're almost obligated to spend that money to get into the party because you know the other nights are just going to be off the hook.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. They've kind of painted themselves into a corner on that to some extent.
0: Uh, again, people still continue to pay the price, so I think they like the corner they've painted themselves into. Yeah, that's true. So let's see. What else did we do? Um, we took the kids. You know, we went back to for the first time in years um, and had a really good experience Was La Cellier. The kids huh. wanted what they called a fancy dinner one night. Um, and since, you know, we had promised them for years that we'd go to Cali Grill, but since they turned it into a fixed-price menu, it hasn't really been the same. So we're like, all right, yeah. we'll go to La Cellier. Yeah, you know, it's kind of down below. It looks super fancy. It's a steakhouse. Uh, the last time we went was not bad, but not great. We had an amazing experience at LaCellia. Really? We did. It was, I'll tell you that the only down thing, the only downside to me, the only hit I can give is I got an extremely expensive ribeye that was very good. And my son got a moderately expensive New York strip that blew the doors off my ribeye. Wow. I would have had I known how good his strip was going to be. It was better than my ribeye for $20 a plate less. His strip was phenomenal. The poutine was excellent. Um, They came out with dessert. My daughter got a chocolate mousse and they made this big production over turning it into a mousse. And it had antlers and the server was attentive. We wanted for nothing. Wasn't a cheap meal, but we had gone, I think, two or three years ago and we were whelmed. we weren't underwhelmed it was just okay it was it was Outback Steakhouse for La prices but we were impressed this trip to do the cheese soup I did not do the cheese soup uh I think that's a little overrated just for me I'd rather spend it in the poutine I'm a good French Canadian give me a solid poutine with real cheese curds and I'll take that instead
1: I like LaSalle. I haven't been there in a long time. I do
0: too. We've only been once, but we really enjoyed
2: it. And I just hear people just poo-poo that place all the time.
0: And you guys know me. If something's crap, I have no problem saying it's crap. Um, You know, and it's it's rare that I truly call something crap. I mean, you guys were joking the other day, you know, a few weeks back about me crapping all over Chef Mickey's. But that was just truly an awful meal. So if something's not up to par, I'm going to call it out. But equally, if something was a really good experience... I'm going to give credit where credit was due. And La was just a, a solid, solid meal for us. Was it worth the money? I don't know. It's, it's worth Disney money. We'll put it that way. I can do better in my little town for the money, but at Disney for what it was, I thought it's it was excellent.
2: I don't think it's too bad.
0: Nah, it's not out of control. I and mean, it's not Victoria and Albert's.
1: You know what I, I was saying uh, actually to my father recently is that I feel like because other places, prices have gone up so much. I feel like Disney food prices aren't as outrageous as they were four or five years ago. We actually had that same
0: conversation, considering. More in line with everything else. I walked into Five Guys the other day. I had myself, two kids. That's it, three people. We got some burgers. Five bucks. Yep. Uh, We got a hot dog. We got some fries. We got some fountain drinks. And I got up, and the girl said it's like 64 something. And I had to look at the bill. I thought she had added mine in with somebody else's. So if. Burgers at Five Guys is $65, yeah. and dinner at Le Cellier is $165. i will take Le Cellier all day Me long. too. Absolutely. Yeah. With an extra person. It, right. You so- had four people there. You sat down. You ate. Dessert was there. My wife had a cocktail. We had fantastic steaks okay give me that I, i'll pay that a lot easier than i'll go back to five guys again at 65 bucks and same thing we haven't been back to five guys since i think i took my kids from my lacrosse team one night just because you know it was kind of a celebration we all went to five guys but we haven't been back as a family since i, I can't justify 65 dollars at five guys but i have no problem justifying almost 200 at la Salle if you give me a solid meal and they gave uh-huh. me a solid meal absolutely so I mean, I'll wrap it up. I guess we went to Skipper Canteen. I talked about that. That's, you know, always a solid meal. Never any complaints there. Is that it's gimmicky like a, or is the food solid? I it's one food of the solid. places
2: I've never been. Yeah,
0: They limited their menu a couple of years ago. I think the menu was better a couple of years ago and they, they scaled it back with less options when they reopened after COVID. So, you know, they pulled some of the things that I liked off the menu, but I still think it's good. And is it, is it gimmicky? It is, but I'll tell you what, I think that is probably one of the, best themed Imagineering attention to detail locations in all of Disney.
2: I guess what I mean by gimmicky, is it a place that you go to for the food or for the atmosphere or a combination of both? Cause there's a lot of Disney restaurants that are themed. Well, like say a fifties prime time, you know, fifties
0: that the food isn't
2: necessarily good. Like I think Skipper it's a canteen.
0: It's both? I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's going to blow your socks off. It's not the meal we had at Le Cellier but I think it's good, solid food. Uh, my wife said she had one kind of down experience there, but I've never had a bad meal there. I would put it, um, what else could I equate it to? I mean, I'd equate it to Kona. I think it's really good for the money. I have no problem with the food. The food's good quality. And the fact that it's gimmicky and kitschy, and they've got all the stupid puns and the attention to detail. I think it's a good meal. And let's be honest. It it probably goes up higher in the rankings because there's such a lack of good sit-down restaurants in Magic oh, Kingdom no that it doesn't take much to rise to right. the top of that. Would it survive in Epcot? I don't think it would be as big of a hit. It doesn't make it a bad meal, but what else do you have to compare it against at Magic Kingdom? Yeah, that's true. You know, especially for those that don't venture off, and, you know, we're all savvy enough to know that if we want a good meal, it's a ten minute ride over to Narcoose's. But most people, if they're stuck in the park, that's going to be their, I would argue, probably the best option they've got at Magic Kingdom for a sit down.
1: And I think it still scares people away because it's like fancy food or like exotic food. It's exotic, isn't But it's
0: it looks it the names are exotic and the way they explain it is exotic. But, you know, I don't have very adventurous eaters. You know, they'll eat a lot of things. But, you know, you start giving them all sorts of superlatives and adjectives. They tend to shy away. It's like, no, nah, I just right. want the Mac and cheese. You're like, well, it is the Mac and cheese. They just called it something else, Yeah, exactly. but it's solid. We've eaten there many times over the years. And I don't think I've ever had a really bad meal. I think it's worth giving a shot. Yeah. And so. then, uh, what else to report? We went over to We turned this into a dining show, but that's we all I'm OK with it. We went over to Plaza for the last night, and I think we just did that because it's become more of a tradition than anything else. That's another one that used to be, I thought, a really well-priced, reasonable meal. But I did notice that was the one restaurant where I saw the bill and it was appreciably higher than I recall it being in the past. And that menu has huh. been cut back as well. Uh, my kid immediately vetoed it because for like the third visit in a row, they no longer do the bottomless milkshakes. And in his mind, it's off the list. Now we don't have to go back to Plaza. Yeah.
1: Bottomless milkshakes are a good, uh, good
0: thing. Yeah. You can always get them through the door for bottomless milkshakes. It was good. I mean, I think Plaza's, you know, used to be a good solid meal and now it's just meh. But again, if you want to eat at magic kingdom at night, I, I really think your best option now is just to go over to a resort. Yeah, have a good meal and then go to Magic Kingdom afterwards because there's not a lot of options there.
1: Now, did you eat at Olivia's at all when you were at Old Key West? Uh,
0: we did not. We no. had planned on eating there, and I think I swapped it out for Skipper Canteen or something along those lines. We ate at Olivia's when I went with my wife in November. Uh, did I tell you guys that their prime rib beef stew might be one of the greatest things I've ever eaten in my life?
1: No, no I don't think you mentioned that. They no. have
0: their like soup of the day perfect. was a prime rib beef stew, and I make a mean beef stew. You know, French Canadian boy here can. I mean, I made short ribs last night that were Ooh. damn near legendary. Ooh. Their prime rib beef stew was incredible. I actually asked for the recipe. They said to give them my email address, and I haven't heard back from them. So I'm. Actually Where is this at? Olivia's.
2: I don't recall ever seeing that. Well, is that special, new on the menu? It was. It was. A,
0: it was a soup of the day, but it was the yeah. leftover prime rib from the day before, and she just happened to say, "We've the soup of the day is a, a prime rib beef stew." And I was like, "It was cold." I was like, "All right, you know what? I'll give it a shot." It was. It was life changing. It was that darn good. And being a foodie, it takes a lot to get my attention. And I think Olivia's is decent. I don't again. Not incredible. I think their fried chicken isn't everything everyone says it's cracked up to be. Their brunch can be solid, but I would go back and have nothing but that prime rib beef stew at Olivia's without hesitation. I tried to recreate it with leftover prime rib from Christmas, and I was close, but I just wasn't there. Problem is you're going to be chasing that dragon because that's not going
1: to be like a special the next time you go and... Call ahead. Do you have the prime rib? Well, I got. Yeah, be no if kidding. It,
0: if it's not there on this next trip to Old Key West, and I don't have to grace their doors anymore by staying at Old Key West, I'll be okay with that. Yeah, that's true.
1: How about you? Didn't mention anything about breakfast. You mostly do that in the room. Yes, yeah, the, the, the beauty yeah. of the
0: one bedroom is we'll do a big meal delivery at the beginning. It, you talk about not about getting upset for not getting a return for your money. Breakfast irritates me probably more than anything else at Walt Disney World. Oh, really? I, I it drives me out of my mind to spend sixty dollars on crappy Mickey waffles and reconstituted scrambled eggs. Whether it's, it's so quick funny how or people the park.
1: hit their hit their like breaking points at certain things. Like we talk about it all the time. How we're not cheap, but we hate spending money on certain things, and it sounds like that's what you you're the breakfast the drives me out with. of my
0: mind. I'll give you. 200 250 you know we go we went to teppanito too. teppanito is an expensive meal but the kids love it great they sit there great they place. get entertained the food's yep. good they get the show i'll spend that money all day long i'll go to skipper uh, to uh le Cellier and drop two bills there without even blinking but i walk up and get crappy scrambled eggs that came out of a, a powder jar and some Mickey waffles and some prepackaged wannabe maple syrup. And I walk up to the counter and it's $65, $70. My head just comes clean off my shoulders. I explode. Mm. That to me, I would rather get a $200 grocery delivery, have all the snacks, have all the stuff packed in the bags. The kids had frozen waffles. They had Pop-Tarts. They had cereal. They had eggs. They had milk. They had everything they needed for the morning. And you leave the room and you're ready for the day. I I would much rather do that. Yeah, no, I I can see that for sure.
1: I I kind of assumed because you said you had groceries and then you never talked about breakfast. So I assume that's what it was, but just wanted to double check. We've
0: done over the years a couple of character breakfasts. I think um, the one at Boardwalk was solid and then Tusker House at Animal Kingdom was probably the best breakfast buffet I have ever seen in my Never life. Never
2: been there. That's uh that's a Donald Duck one, right? That yet yeah, that's yeah. the
0: Donald Duck one. It's mm-hmm. I think it's close to the Fab Five. They say it's the only other place outside of Chef Mickey's you can do that. What the made that so
2: what made that so memorable?
0: Selection was incredible. They had one like enormous unique
2: kind of like what you get at Air Yeah, American unique
0: you lodge. and um just a wide selection, so every kind of pastry and muffin and donut you could imagine on one table. They've got this breakfast bread pudding that's phenomenal. They've yeah, got I heard a carving that. Carving station. They've got, it, you know, it was the same price as any other character meal, but I would go back there in a heartbeat just for how good the breakfast was. And it's probably the only really good buffet breakfast I've ever had there. But it was really good. It was truly that good.
2: Have you been to Boma?
0: Uh, I have not. We've okay. talked about going over my wife and I, but we always end up at Sanaa because she loves the bread service. Uh, and I think if I go over there again, I really want to try Gico. But Boma oh, is Gico's another one that scares the kids just because of the menu. They just they get a little turned off by it, even though it's supposed to be incredible. So the Boma
1: breakfast buffet probably is very similar. To Tum- it's going to now. be Based similar. What to, yeah. yeah, it's good.
0: And same thing, Tusker House, you can get to easily, but if you don't have a car and you're not staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, getting over to Boma for breakfast is not an easy feat. True, that. no, that's, true. that's true. So, I mean, other than that, my takeaways, you know, one thing I came to the realization this trip, and my wife kind of got sick of hearing it because I may or may not have spent a lot of time complaining. I've come to the conclusion that Old Key West is great for saving points. It's great if you need to stretch it. The rooms are enormous, but I want to go back to someplace that gives me access. I don't think that the point savings for me are worth what we don't do on the vacation. I think about halfway through the trip, I came to the realization that I think it was late at night. We were, you know, the kids were starting to wind down, but they still wanted to go a little longer. They wanted to kind of continue the night and we, had this long conversation about, okay, where are we going to go? Well, we could take them to Disney Springs. Well, you can't get to Disney Springs from Magic Kingdoms. Now you've got to get over to another resort and you've got to wait for the bus to get to Disney Springs. You can't go back and swim in the pool because it was a little cold that night. And by the time you get back to the resort, it's going to be like 45 minutes or an hour later. Okay. Well, what about if we go over to Grand Floridian and see the gingerbread house? Okay. Well then you got to try and figure out how to get back to old Key West and it's not easy. Okay, well, what if we go over to Wilderness Lodge and see the lobby? Same thing. Got to figure out how to get back to Old Key West. I've come to the conclusion that you spend so much time when you're staying at that property, figuring out how long it's going to take to get to the bus from your room in order to get to the parks. Now you just burn an extra 45 minutes. And then at night, you're less willing to stick around and do things because you're worried about how to get back and forth to the resort and what you've got to do to get on the bus or get an Uber or get from point A to point B. You spend a lot less in points, but I've just come to the conclusion that you do a lot less on vacation. And I think that's going to be my main takeaway from spending so much time at Old Key West over the last few trips. I don't think it's a bad resort. I just can't wait to get back over to Wilderness Lodge or Polly or Grand Floridian or Boardwalk or one of those resorts that just give us immediate access. You know, had we been staying at Polly that night, we would have stayed later at Magic Kingdom and just gone back over to Polly or we would have yeah. gone over to see the gingerbread house and just walked to Polly or we would have gone to Polly and done something on the beach and watched the mm-hmm. fireworks over the castle. Yeah. To me, I just don't think it's worth the trade off anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely a lot of people that stay at old Key West. It seems like they're, they have cars. It's a huge driver's resort because they have the parking right outside the room. People really like that. Um, that's a nice advantage if you have a car or people that aren't doing the parks as much and they just hang out at the resort it seems like a lot of people do that as well so the point where you're still trying to run around and do things all across property it does make it a lot harder to get around the transportation just the lack of it there's no direct transportation at least if you're in you know beach club you have skyliner and walking access You know, like you said, all the Magic Kingdom resorts, it makes a huge difference. And
0: being next to other resorts, too. There's more to do and more to see. You have so many more options being on those. The other thing is the resort is vast. So the other thing that factored into it for us was, all right, the kids are getting tired. Well, okay, so we're going to have to keep them on the bus for the extra half hour to circle property to get back to our stop. Or what happened a few times, we're going to have to get to the first stop. I'm going to have to pick up a kid and I'm going to have to carry them. Across multiple streets and down sidewalks to get back to our building because they're asleep and they're done. It just it's just to me another detraction from the property. Yeah. Again, I, I I hate to crap on it. I think it's great for what it is, but I've definitely hit my old Key West limit. That being said, you'll be there next week. <laughs> Five days. Yeah, you can do it. I'm excited 100. to. Go, I really. I'm excited to go back to Disney. Um, you know, it was, I don't know what it was like for you guys. I think it was probably the same. The temperatures were all over the place. And I almost feel like we kind of got cheated a little bit out of some of our Disney vacation because, you know, there were days we had the kids in multiple layers and Patagonia jackets. It just, it got pretty cold some nights. It wasn't even fun. So I'm looking forward to going back in a couple of weeks and kind of doing some of the things we missed last month. But I'm not looking forward to going back to Old Key West. that That's actually, it, it's putting a little crimp on my excitement here.
1: Mm,
2: That's
0: interesting What were you going to say Mike? Yeah
1: go
2: ahead I was going to say you way more Saratoga Springs Over Oki West
0: You know what we've never stayed at Saratoga We have had reservations there a few times uh, And then other wait lists have come up Either uh, I think a boardwalk wait list came up A Copper Creek wait list came up So we had Saratoga And have just not gotten over there Uh, We're not really Disney Springs people So that doesn't excite me so much We're not big shoppers. You know, Mm -hmm. the kids, you know, the little legs get tired at the end of the day. I wouldn't mind staying at Saratoga. I think if it were just my wife and I going over for a trip, but I think as far as the kids are concerned and the way they like to hit the resort, I don't see that on our short list with them again, just because we're not Springs people. I think if we were Springs people, it'd be a different story, but we try to avoid that place if we can.
1: Yeah, I get that. I think Saratoga kind of, Makes you appreciate Disney Springs a little more just by being like able to abandon it quicker. I think
0: that's a big point. I mean, Mm -hmm. getting to Disney Springs from the other resorts is not easy. You know, there's always a bus service, but it always seems like that bus is super far apart. The walk-in from the buses to get into Disney Springs is miserable.
2: And that's why I never go to Disney Springs. And the first time I stayed at Saratoga, like Gary said, you, you can jump over there for an hour and a half, grab a bite, and then as soon as the crowds start shuffling in, get the heck back you just walk to your resort. Back. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Again, I think I'd do it with Emily. I think, unfortunately, being that close to Disney Springs, it probably cost me an extra 400 at the Lego store <laughs> by the time my kids got me out of Disney Springs, so yeah, we will avoid that. We don't ever go in the
1: Lego store. I've never stepped foot in that Lego store with my kids. Yeah. So.
0: Hang out with my son. I defy you to try and get him to walk past it. <laughs> I get it. That thing's like crack. I get it. Trust me.
1: Anyway, any final questions, Mike? You have for Phil? Anything else you want to know?
2: No, I don't
1: think I don't. I don't have anything either. You want to plug your uh, podcast one more time, Phil?
0: Yeah, sure. It's the uh, debrief podcast by DVC Clubhouse. It's uh, really informal. Just four of us sitting around making fun of each other. Full-grown adults talking about Disney, and that's D dash brief, not like D dash brief, exactly. If you just so look, uh, for look up Debrief or DVC Clubhouse, it'll pop up in Apple or all your other podcast providers. Mike, what are you thinking about that so far? You, you liking that content?
2: Yeah, I, I like it.
0: Good. Yeah, it's good stuff. have listened to of all, DVC.
2: What, what are you up to 10
0: now? I think uh, we just recorded 13. I just put 13 up for release tomorrow. I don't morning. like
2: the last two Monday, because you guys drop usually on Monday, and I bring it on my roadie walk. But I think the last two is just you and... You and somebody else. And yeah, Amy and I board. did it. Yeah. Scott and
0: Kathleen got that crud that was circulating around Disney right around Christmas, and they were out for a while. Then as you guys know, the holidays popped up. So Amy and I just recorded two and split it up. But it's just it's banter back and forth. You know, it's not a news site. It's not a you know, we're gonna try and sell you something site. It's, it's
2: good, it's, it's just it's... good D DVT- V C talk, and I can't find enough D V C podcasts, so
0: agreed. That's why we did it.
1: Well, and of course, you can uh, go to our YouTube page as well. YouTube.com slash at WDWBTG. And our Facebook group is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast family. All our socials are at WDWBTG. Mike, you got your uh, cloud stuff figured out? You got anything on the horizon? coming? I got my cloud stuff.
2: I'm I'm busy editing right now parts, but I got the cloud stuff all downloaded. Love it.
1: Beautiful. So be on the lookout for some uh, some fresh 2024
2: YouTube content coming. I had out. to take so a couple of weeks off during the holidays. That's parts.
1: fine. You had PTO. It was approved. Your PTO was approved. Yeah, you guys, know, you get what I do it, I, but... I
2: get? Two week, two weeks PTO. That's about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, two weeks. Your
2: salary, so you can just I was
0: gonna say he's a partner, doesn't he get F unlimited paid PTO?
2: Uh, no, it's definitely not a partnership. No, I'm not a partner. <laughs> he's pards, but he's not a partner. He squeezed my credit card early on. <laughs> I, I, I made a purchase. I, few had to, I had to put them on a feet Warner. The, the yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. After I saw your little road clip-on microphone, I'm thinking I might need to make a little purchase of my own. I was quite impressed with that little piece of equipment.
1: There you go. You get Phil to
2: spend more money than uh, anybody. I think.
0: He's, yeah, he's, he's, he seems to know what I like. The bad influence.
2: Yeah, we're pretty much interested in the same <laughs> stuff. We love technology, right. don't
0: we? Look at our microphones. Look yeah, at yeah. our microphone Beautiful. stands. Look at our road clip-on wireless mics you gotta get the headphones too mike
1: says those are ma- those are made for podcasting they're the
2: supposedly headphones. made for podcasting that's the craziest uh, thing i've ever heard headphones. i love oh, that's great, great salespeople.
1: anyway so you can find us uh facebook instagram twitter tiktok at wdwbtg website wwwbtg.com you can email the show info at wdwbtg.com, mike at wdwbtg.com, or gary at wdwbtg.com. Anything else, Michael? Nope. All Great right, that's, that's going to do it for episode number 510 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For my co host, Mike, and our special guest, Angry Newfield Jr., my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.
0: Now it's time to say goodbye
2: to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon.
0: K Y.
2: Why? Because we like you.
0: M-O-U.